Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Monday. Can you guys even believe it? Uh, and uh, we know because it's been a very, very hot couple of days here. Monday, August 16th, I didn't don't think I said the 16th, but we've had a couple of hot days. Today, I'm going to go ahead and answer listener questions. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So thanks for tuning in today. Uh, I'm glad you guys are here. I hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. Lots of really cool things coming up on my congressional calendar, and you can find out more about that at HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. Also really want to encourage you, we we really need to start uh, ramping up our fundraising over here. There are a lot of things coming up in the congressional race, and they all, believe it or not, they all require money, and we need your help. If you guys want to help me get to Congress, I need you to put your money where your mouth is and your money where your prayers are and just uh, and donate to my campaign if at all possible. And you can do that by going to HeidiStJohnForCongress.com. Also, there's a couple of really cool things coming up. The Homeschool Resource Center is, uh, I think, full. So those classes, the the uh, the the center is full for this fall at least, and we are very very encouraged because we're watching more and more of you. In fact, the latest statistic I read was that homeschooling is up forty seven percent. And I don't know about you guys, but that encourages me. And so uh, keep at it, you guys. I hope you enjoyed my interview with my friend Dorenda on Thursday and Friday. Today I'm going to take a bunch of your questions, and the first one I want to do is coming from a voice mail at anchor.fm. Now, if you guys want to leave messages for me over there, the way that you do that is to go to anchor.fm forward slash Heidi St. John forward slash message, and you can just record it and we'll give you up to 60 seconds. And so be thinking about it uh, when you go to record it. But the first one I'm going to play for you today comes from Becky and I'm going to uh, play her question and then I'll answer it. Hi, Heidi. Thank you so much for your podcast. I love listening to it. Do you think we will have to have the vaccine in order to fly in October? My sisters and I are hoping to take a trip, and I have not received the vaccine, nor do I want to receive it. What are your thoughts? Thank you. Okay, so Becky's asking, obviously, if the vaccine is going to be required to fly this October. I don't know. I, I have no idea, but I can tell you right now, the moment that they require uh, a vaccine, Heidi St. John will not be flying again. So we we put up with the mask, right? And even that, I have, you guys have heard me say, you know, a million times, I have so many issues. I'm not afraid to fly on an airplane. You guys, they sanitize those things. Oh my goodness. I mean, they, they got HEPA filters in the air. It's, it's amazing. And yet now we're hearing rumors that they're going to start requiring people to get a, uh, a vaccine in order to fly. And I'm like, come on, freedom air. Come on, come on. Uh, and here's the thing, you know, um, I don't need to fly, you know, I don't need, I don't need to fly that bad. And I think people are going to start looking at charters. I think you're going to start to see innovation happen. That's what the American people do. I think you're going to start to see innovation. And so people keep asking me, you know, what do I think about this? What do I think about that? You guys, the world's on its on its head right now. I mean, it, well, actually, it's on its face. I feel like we just tripped and fell down the stairs and landed on our face here in the United States. And um, and it's not it's, it's not going to get better until we have better people in office. 
And that's the truth. And now you guys, we have all had our, our free trial of communism. I don't think very many people like it. And we've learned something. Elections have consequences. And when you have tyrannical people at the helm of your government, I don't care if it's school boards or governors or president of the United States, the, the, what the Bible teaches us about the government is true. When wicked people are in power, the righteous groan. And there's a collective groan happening uh, right now. Next question came from Bethany. And her question relates to working for a Christian-led corporation and navigating the political side of inclusivity training. So let's play Bethany's question. Hi, Heidi. My name is Bethany. I just love your podcast. This is my question. I work for a corporate office. I was with the company seven years prior before a new company bought us out. Though the new CEO is an outspoken man of faith, the new company is very left-wing political. I recently had to take an inclusive training course to teach me how to be respectful to others who don't look like me. Even though for the first time in my life, I work with all Christians and I can openly talk about prayer and my faith, it is not the same for politics as they are all progressives, despite working in a foundation's philanthropic department that solely exists on capitalist income. I bite my tongue whenever politics are brought up, but recently a coworker who's a professed Christian made an anti-capitalist comment in a meeting and it made me so angry. While others chuckled, I held a straight face in shock. These coworkers are constantly promoting the COVID vaccine without considering that capitalism is what created it. I feel I can't bite my tongue any longer. What is your advice as to how I can respond? Thank you and God bless. Okay, so this is a really great question from Bethany asking how does how basically does she respond to being in a workplace that is absolutely antithetical to how she started and now she's watching, you know, this inclusivity training and the uh, opinions of her coworkers and she's feeling like she has to keep her strong opinions to herself. Listen, there's a there's a time to be wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove. And this is what I've been telling even people who are close to me in my life right now who feel that they may lose their job. You need to have another job. If I mean, unless you're independently wealthy and you don't need you don't need that job, uh, I would be very very careful right now. And so we want to be very careful. We want to be wise. And I'd be looking for an out. I'd be looking for an exit. And then when you find the exit, say whatever it is you want to say. But right now you got to feed your family. And so my uh, my strong encouragement to you is to hold the line. And to speak the truth when you get the opportunity in in a way that that would um, not put your job in jeopardy. And so only you only you know what that's going to be like, Bethany. And unfortunately, I mean, I have a friend, a really good friend, who works across the country as a physician in a hospital that is requiring the Rona shot by I think the twelfth of October or something ridiculous like that. This guy has uh, seven children. And he's going to have to, he, he's going, well, I'm going to, I can't take, I can't do it. I'm not going to do the shot. I'm not going to force it on my family. This is a physician, a wonderful man. And he's looking for work right now because he realizes pretty quickly here, uh, he's going to have to be in a different line of work. A lot of people asking me right now if I think they should go into medicine. And if, if it was my kids, I would say find a different line of work until we get this thing sorted out. Like I said uh, a little while ago, I feel like the United States fell down the stairs and landed on its face. And that's what we're dealing with right now. So whether it's Becky going, man, I just don't know. Um, I don't, if they require the vaccine, how am I going to get on an airplane? These are things we need to be in prayer about. You guys, we we must be in prayer. I have never, I never thought I would see our country uh, in this in this predicament. And it's because we don't understand the constitution. We don't understand our freedom. We don't understand the law. 
and how it is most supposed to be protecting us. And we've allowed tyrants into the highest positions of authority in our land. So I want to just encourage you guys, hang in there. A listener from Minnesota wrote in and said, Heidi, can you give us some resources for teaching our teens and our kids about spiritual warfare? We want our kids to be prepared and ready for battle. So for a long time, since the very beginning of Mom Strong International, that was really the goal. You guys know, I believe that you're raising a very special generation of children. Um, And so we're walking you through God's word, teaching you how to apply it to your life. God's word is relevant. If you want to talk about spiritual warfare, the best book in the Bible to begin with, obviously the book of Ephesians. uh, And the Bible teaches us that this battle that we're in, you guys, this is real. And the adversary is playing for keeps. And so we want to be teaching our children um, the difference between right and wrong and wisdom. We want our children to be known for being able to be discerning. And I am shocked at the lack of discernment in the Christian community right now. And I think it's basically, it's a lack of understanding of God's word and how to apply it. I saw Beth Moore come out the other day and basically try to pressure people into uh, taking an, an, an injection. It's amazing to me. This is spiritual, uh, uh, I don't know, bigotry. I don't even know what you call it. This manipulation, the spiritual manipulation, but it, it, um, shows an even deeper problem, which is that we do not have uh, much discernment inside the Christian community. The Bible is not there to tell you to get a vaccine. I don't care what the people at BioLogos will tell you. And so when you want to, when you are thinking of training your children, the very best way that you can do it is to be in the Word of God every single day. You don't have to preach them. You don't have to give them a dissertation uh, on the book of Romans. You need to be teaching them from reading God's word every single day. Read something in the Psalms, read something in Proverbs, and then start working your way through the word of God. There's power in it. The Bible says that God's word is alive and active and able to cut through all the lies in the culture right now. And so that's what I'm going to encourage you guys to do. You can do this. You can do this. I will link back to, obviously, to Mom Strong International in the show notes today, and I hope you guys will join us over there. Um, that play, that ministry is just growing, and I'm so excited because it means that you guys understand that the stakes are very high, and we need to be in the Word. I will link back to a couple of other. Honestly, you guys, I have to be just completely transparent with you. There are a lot of people who put Bible studies out for years and years that I no longer respect. And so I have taken some of them down off of my website. I've been, uh, you know, just kind of researching where, what is going on? There is a shift happening right now. And the remnant is alive and well, because there are people who are studying God's word to do exactly what Paul instructed Timothy, which is to, um, to, uh, show ourselves as approved workmen who do not need to be ashamed, who can rightly handle God's word. But we never use the word of God to manipulate somebody else. And I don't understand what Beth Moore is doing. I don't understand what a lot of these Christian leaders are doing right now. But you're not going to find any of that at MomStrong International. So check it out, momstronginternational.com. Next question comes from a listener in Missouri. Heidi, in light of pending legislation that if passed would force women to register for selective service once they turn 18, how do we respond as women and as Christians? I would also love to hear you address this issue at the podcast. Well, look at you. I am on the podcast. So here's a couple of things. First of all, you guys, of course it was going to go this way. Of course it was going to go this way, right? The women, the feminist movement has been screaming and yelling now for generations. Anything men can do, we can do better. You know, we want to be on the front lines. We want equal access to everything, except for we're not the same. We're not the same. 
And the feminist movement has done this to us and weak-minded Christians who have decided that they are as woke as the next guy. And so now you're talking about legislation forcing women to register for selective service. If that is what happens, frankly, like I told you guys before, we had it coming. All right. We've been saying that we can we can be on the front lines. We're just like men, except for we're not like men. And we've seen perfect examples of this now as the transgender, the lie of transgenderism has made its way all the way up to the Olympics. And we're either going to we're, we're either going to hold the line now. And start taking back ground or we're going to lose this argument forever. It is shameful that they would force women to register for selective service. The, the, the women who are taking care of our children. And you know what they will do, of course? They will force them into state-run daycares, which is exactly where this is going. So you're going to have to stand up. You're going to have to stand up. Of course, I would be against forcing women to register for selective service. But again, and, I, and not to sound like a broken record, but we kind of had this coming. Uh, look at the Women's March. If this is what they wanted, well, then congratulations. And so um, I think you're going to have, you can start, you can cite uh, the biology of women, the physiologically di- difference, physiological differences between men and women. You can cite the fact that women should be taking care of children. But of course, all this flies in the face of what we supposedly been fighting against for the last 50 years. And so you can see that they've got, in many ways, our back is up against a wall right now. Um, and I, it's going to be interesting to see where this legislation goes, but it doesn't surprise me one bit. All right. So the next question came from a listener in Virginia who wrote, how do you explain to a young child why is it okay to disobey the signs that say masks required for fully vaccinated individuals when they are not vaccinated, but we are always teaching the children to obey authority? All right. So this, so Romans 13, you guys, uh, and I've talked about this before at the show, but I'm going to, I'm going to dig into it today. And I'm also going to encourage you guys to pick up a book by a guy named Dan Fisher, Um, called Unlimited Submission, how Romans 13 has been incorrectly used to silence Christians and the church. You guys, when did we throw wisdom out the window? When did we throw wisdom out the window? If if the government were to say, hey, you guys need to, you need to, uh, if you're not vaccinated, you need to start walking on your hands. Are we going to do that too? You know, are we going to start letting them segregate us? It looks like that's what exactly is going to happen. But I want to encourage you guys, you need to understand uh, Romans 13. And you need to understand the context of it. And so you've got to go beyond chapter 13 and look at the entire book of Romans in order to understand why Paul wrote it in the first place. The reason you got to understand why he wrote it, you got to understand who he was talking to, and then you can start to interpret it. So the reason that Paul wrote Romans uh, in chapter one, verses 11 and 15, Paul said that his reason for writing the letter was threefold. One, he wanted to encourage the Roman believers, establish their faith, and to impart to them some spiritual gift. And as he wrote the 13th chapter, Paul had surely have had to been aware of some developing problems within the small church in Rome. And so uh, Dan Fisher actually wrote, and I thought this was great, it is plausible that Aquila and Priscilla, who had been deported from Italy by Emperor Claudius sometime between 49 and 52 uh, AD, may have informed Paul of the troubles in the church once they met up with him in Corinth. And we can see that meeting in Acts chapter 18, verses 1 to 3. Having learned of, quote, the troublesome Jews 
in Roman in Rome who were the cause of Claudius's mass deportation of Christians and Jews, it is reasonable to conclude that Paul felt compelled to instruct the believers in Rome that they should coexist with Roman rule as best they could while still honoring the Lord in order for the church to flourish. In doing so, Paul was most likely not intending to write a complete treatise on Christians and their interactions with government in all places for all times, but rather was trying to assist this young church as it struggled under the Roman system. So in Romans, uh, the book of Romans as a whole, it's a letter of instruction on doctrine. And I love the book of Romans. It's central to our faith, especially when it comes to the finer points of the gospel. So when Paul tells the young Christians in Rome to submit to the emperor's rule, which at the time was not yet as hostile to the Christian faith as it would become, we have to wonder what those believers were doing that necessitated Paul's admonition to submit to their earthly rulers. And so we've got to keep these kinds of things uh, in mind when we, you know, people are reading uh, Romans 13 and they're just carte blanche applying it to every little aspect of our lives. And this is not to be an excuse for uh, us to behave as unchristians or to behave as anarchists, but we must stand up for against immoral decrees, you guys. We've got to do everything we can to turn the tide and help establish true justice for everybody. And it seems to me that what we've done in, and certainly the beginning of the Rona, and it's continuing now, although to, I think, a lesser degree, because people are starting to wake up a little bit more. But just because the government tells you to do something, there are a lot of things that the government has told us to do over the years that were morally and ethically wrong. And so do we just do them because, well, you know, Romans 13? No, we don't. Christians should know should not feel guilt if we refuse to bow in blind servitude to a state or a federal government, especially when we uh, when obeying them requires disobeying God. But we've got to start using our our uh, our God given sense and our God given minds. You have to decide if we are going to be governed by the consent of the governed or by the consent of the government. And we are a nation of laws, of the people, by the people, for the people. The government derives its power from the consent of the governed. And I don't know about you guys, but I do not consent to this. I do not consent to it. And the person that wrote this uh, this question to me has said that their family has all recovered from COVID and have natural antibodies. So why then are we forcing our children into masks when we know that the science is not there? And to borrow a few words from the great Christian patriot, Patrick Henry, I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. There are some things, you guys, that are worth fighting for. There are things that are worth dying for. And the people that founded this country thought that liberty and freedom was worth dying for. And many of them did. And many of the brave men and women in our military over the years fought not only for the freedom of people to make our own decisions and determine our own destiny in this country, but we have fought for freedom around the world. And I think part of the reason that we're in the trouble that we're in right now is because the church has not been teaching these principles to its people. And so we're looking at, at, at things like Matthew, or I'm sorry, things like Romans 13, and we're taking it completely out of context. 
And so uh, anyway, I want to encourage you guys to get this book. It's very interesting. Dan Fisher, Unlimited Submission, how Romans 13, 1 to 5 has been incorrectly used to silence the Christians, to silence Christians and to silence the church. And at the back, if, if for those of you who don't know who this guy is, uh, he's been preaching and pastoring for 45 years while serving as a full-time pastor. He also serves two terms in the Oklahoma legislature and then ran for governor. Uh, the back of the book, I picked this up when I was in Oklahoma and I met this guy and I was so, uh, anyway, I, I'm going to have him, I'm going to have Dan on the show because you guys are going to be, you're going to be totally encouraged, but I want to encourage you guys ask the Lord what he would have you do. And this putting masks on our children and, and making them subservient to dictates that we can neither, we cannot understand and we cannot prove that they're any good, that they're doing any good at all. Uh, I heard a, a physician the other day talking about the Rona and he was saying, listen, this, the, just like the flu, COVID is not going to go away and we're going to have to learn to live with it. And this is not the way. This is not the way. All right, you guys, that's all I've got time for today. I'll come back tomorrow and answer a little bit more of your questions. Also, I've got some wonderful guests this week, so I appreciate you guys sharing this podcast with your friends and uh, and leaving reviews for it at iTunes or wherever you can leave reviews. It really helps us to get the word out there. We really appreciate your prayers and your financial support of this ministry. Uh, there's so much going on right now that uh, it, it almost defies description, but we know that God is in control of all of it. So I hope you guys will join me this week at momstronginternational.com and I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.